Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back. If you have not been with us, we are in the third week of a three-week message series. Actually, it's the third week of what will now be a four-week message series. That's right. Uh, We're adding another week. Uh, There's just so much content to cover today and next week. And what we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks and throughout this series is about what it means to be called by God. I believe that God has uniquely designed and wired and then called each and every person listening to me today to to be someone and to do something, okay? We're talking about calling, and calling includes those two things, who God has called us to be, and we talked a little bit about our character, following Jesus, how we're priests, and we have access to God in the last couple of weeks. And today and next, week, we're going to talk about what he has called us to do. And this is the part that a lot of people get excited about. They're like, what, what job am I supposed to have? Who am I supposed to marry? Which town do I live in? What color shirt should I put on this morning? I mean, we want to know, like, what is the exact specific thing that God wants for you and for me today? And so we're going to be talking a little bit more about that um, today and uh, next week. So in an effort to recap where we've been, okay, over the past uh, couple of weeks, we're talking about discovering the call of God. I'm a little whiteboard. I drew a picture for you. So I'm not an artist, so, um, you know, be kind. But I, I want to show you a little illustration. This is, um, this is what, for thousands of years, people believed about the universe. Very smart people sat out at night and observed the stars, the sun, the moon, uh, the planets, uh, going around, or at least seemingly going around the world. And this is what was called, you know, for thousands of years, a geocentric model of the universe, okay? So this blue circle is is us that's not the u.s it you know there's no dots it's us i'm talking about us okay so this is us on the earth and i know this isn't to scale some of you are like hey the earth's bigger than the sun i get that okay this is this is just an image of what a geocentric model of the universe uh looks like and for literally thousands of years people believe that this is the way the universe and our galaxy worked and this made perfect sense why because all we could do at that time was observe. So people were sitting out at night looking at the, and they're watching the stars, the moon, the sun, all of it moving, and it seems like we're not. You look at the sky, you look around, the earth seems like it's standing still, so we're not moving, everything else is. Therefore, we are at the center of the galaxy and everything is spinning around us. Well, it wasn't until around the 16th century that a man by the name of Copernicus, all right, some of you have heard of him uh, in science or history class, Copernicus came up with a new model and he said, hey, what about this? It's called a heliocentric model. And what he proposed was that the sun, now as you can see, it's a lot bigger now, the sun is actually at the center of our galaxy and that all of the planets in this blue circle is us. Again, not US, but us. Okay, so this is us. And all of these planets, including the earth, and you and I are spinning around the sun, that the sun is at the center of our galaxy. You may be wondering, what in the world does any of this have to do with calling, Nathan? Well, Really, over the last couple of weeks, what we've been trying to do is make a transition from what a geocentric model of our life and our world to a heliocentric. So we talked about this in week one. In Matthew chapter four, verse 20, Jesus appears on the shore and he calls out to Peter 
And he calls out to Andrew, his brother, who are on a boat fishing, and he says this. He said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. See, like you and I, uh, Peter and his brother probably viewed the world in a geocentric way. And what happened was Jesus shows up, and they're looking out going, what are we going to do today? How many fish are we going to catch? And Jesus comes and he says, follow me. Make me the center of your universe. He didn't even tell them where he was leading. He's like, follow me. Make me your first priority. And what happened was when they responded to the call of God to follow him, they made Jesus, they made God their first priority. They made him the center of their world and their universe. And that changes everything. And the reason why I'm starting with this illustration is because unless we get this right, everything else we talk about, when we start talking about what God has called you to do, what he's uniquely created you to do, you can't do that without him, the one who created you for it. And if you view the world in a geo or a me-centric, or a self-centric way, where you go, how does, how does God's plan fit into my life? That's a question a lot of people ask. And when they approach the subject of, of calling, they're thinking, how does God's plan and his things for me, how does it fit into my life? And you're at the center of your universe, looking out, going, well, how does this work for me? But really, what we want to be doing is asking, how does my life fit into God's plan? That's a heliocentric, that is a god a Christ-centric way of viewing the world. And unless we get this right, everything else we're going to talk about today and next week really won't be that helpful. So, with that in mind, hope that's helpful. With that in mind, I want to ask the question, what has God called me to do? More specifically, what has God called you to do? What is the thing that God has called you to do? What is my unique role? What's my unique assignment? What's my unique location of where I'm supposed to do? Uh, what I'm supposed to do. And honestly, over the last couple of weeks, we learned that God is actually more concerned with who you are than what you do. Okay, that's, that's where God's priority is. But God does have specific things for you to do and places for you to be and relationships for you to be in. So how do we find them? How do we discover that? And today what I want to do is I want to talk about how we can discover um, four ways to discover God's call. Okay? And we're going to talk about these four ways. And next week, as we close out the series, we're going to dive into specifically how we can take steps towards uh, moving in these directions. But today I wanted to take some time to explain how God will lead us into his calling, into the unique will that he has for our lives. And so if you're, if you're taking notes, if you've got a pen and paper, you can write down these four things and I'll give you some additional information and scriptures as we go. So there are four ways, at least that I believe, four primary ways that God will lead us and direct us specifically in our lives. Uh, the first one is the voice of God. Okay? God will lead us by speaking to us. (laughs) Believe it or not, God will speak to his people and he will lead us and direct us where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do, uh, but via his voice. Now you say, well, you know, Nathan, what does that mean? I mean, how do I hear the voice of God? And that's, that's a great question. And so I want to share with you at least four or five different ways that God can and will speak to us. Number one, and this should always be the place where we start, is scripture. Scripture is the, is the very, very first place uh, that we would turn. Because in the Scripture, God has already spoken. I have a passage in Hebrews chapter 1. And in Hebrews chapter 1, it says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, through Jesus, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. So the writer of Hebrews begins his letter by saying, listen, you have to understand, God has already spoken to us. 
We have the law, we have the prophets, we have the history of of God dealing with his people, and now we have the words of his own son, Jesus, who created the heavens and the earth. He has spoken to us, and we have those words to treasure and to learn from, and God will certainly lead us and guide us. Back next week, I'm going to talk more about the importance of, of being biblically literate and understanding what God has said so that you will know what he is saying. So God has spoken through the scripture, and uh, so there are a lot of things when you say, okay, I want to know what God's called me to do. God has already spoken some things, so there are certain things you don't even have to ask, like, am I supposed to be generous? Yes, he says, be generous. Am I supposed to forgive those who offend me? Yes, like that's not even a question. It's not like, God, should I forgive? Yes, you should. Should I be kind and gentle-hearted? Yes. Should I be wise? Yes. Should I develop my gifts? Yes. So there are all these things that the scripture tells. You know, should I do bad things? No. The Bible is very clear. You open the scriptures, uh, but here's what it doesn't tell you. It doesn't say, should I marry him or him? Should I take this job or that? Should I pursue this career or the other? Should I go to this church or that church? Some of the specific decisions that we have to make in our life, the scripture doesn't speak directly to them. So when we're thinking about the voice of God, the first place we're going to go is the scriptures. The second place is what I'm going to call audible voice. Okay, And what I mean by that is that God will actually speak to you and speak to me uh, in an audible voice. There's a a text in in Acts chapter 9 where a man by the name of Saul, who later becomes Paul, and many know him as Paul, but Saul is actually persecuting the church, and he's traveling from city to city, arresting Christians, throwing them in jail, stoning them. It's not a good scene. And while he's on the road to Damascus, a bright light appears, and it says in in Acts 9, 4, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, what did he hear? He heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now this is the voice of Jesus, who has already ascended into heaven, And you might think, well, he just heard a voice inside his head. No, it actually says that the servants and the people who were traveling with him heard the same voice. So this is an audible voice. God spoke in a really, really, really powerful way uh, to to Saul, who becomes Paul. So I don't know about you. Maybe you could post a comment in the side section if you've ever heard the audible voice of God. I think I have once or twice. And the reason why I say I think I have is because I knew God was speaking to me. I heard something, but I couldn't be certain whether I heard it outside or inside, you know, but God spoke and it, it kind of arrested me. And there's only, I can count on, on one hand, the number of times that I've really sensed like God spoke to me in a way that was so like, whoa, I think God just spoke to me. Um, but God does that. He has spoken and he still speaks. And we see it throughout the scriptures and even in the New Testament that God speaks. So we got uh, that. And whether that's an external voice or an internal voice, God is speaking. Here's the third Um, And this, I think, is actually the primary way that God will lead you and me by his voice, and that's through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Scripture tells us that when Jesus ascended into heaven, he would send his Holy Spirit to live inside of his people. And those of us who follow Jesus and love Jesus, when we submit to him and listen and learn to hear the voice, the Holy Spirit will guide us and lead us and and convict us of sin and and direct us to do good and to, to do the right things. And so the Holy Spirit is leading us, and sometimes it feels like emotions, and sometimes it's a voice inside, but... You know, next week we'll talk more about how we discern whether we're hearing the Holy Spirit or just our emotions. We're going to talk a little bit more about the specifics of how we do this, but the Holy Spirit is the primary way. You know, I I wish, I wish God would just speak to me in an audible way, like, hey, Pastor Nathan. He wouldn't call me Pastor Nathan. He'd be like, hey, dude, you know, hey, uh, open the church on this date. You know, have these protocols, you know, hire these staff, uh, start that outreach program, support this missionary. Like if God would just tell me, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? 
But he doesn't, so I have to open the scriptures and I have to listen for his voice and I have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, here's another way. God will actually speak through others. In the church, we call this prophecy. And just as I said, God, the Holy Spirit, will, will guide and direct us and, and, and give us information. He'll actually give other people in your life information to share with you, and that's called prophecy. And I think uh, sometimes we think of prophecy like somebody, and then, oh, thus said the Lord, and it's this really emotional, spiritual thing, and maybe that's what you experienced growing up. But honestly, I believe God actually speaks all the time. And sometimes it'll be a parent or a friend saying, hey, you need to be careful about that. And it's God trying to get a message to you through other people. Uh, sometimes it, it will be a thus says the Lord, but oftentimes it's, it's a warning. It's, it, it's something that comes uh, through a teacher, through a leader, through a pastor saying, hey, I think God has called you to this. And it's actually God trying to speak to you. So I'm giving you lots of different things. Uh, here's the last one. You've got dreams, vision, nature, music. God will use all these different means to communicate with us. We don't have time to get into all the details. So again, Next Sunday, we're going to dive more into how do we discern how God is speaking to us through these various ways. But I want you to know today, the voice of God, this is one of the primary ways that God will communicate what he wants us to do and lead us in his calling. So, number two, let's move on. Uh, we have, I'm going to call it gifting, okay? And when I say gifting, what I'm talking about is uh, that God has given you gifts, talents, abilities, and resources for us to steward and manage. And, and when we steward and manage those gifts well, he will actually use that to lead us exactly where he wants us to be. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Um, Peter, the one who followed Jesus, said this later in his life. He says, as each has received a gift. If you're watching this with somebody, just turn and say, you have a gift. Maybe, I, maybe you don't know what it is, but you have a gift. You have a gift. Each has received a gift. Use it. This is so important, to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Notice God's varied grace. What he's saying is, we don't all have the same gifts. We don't all have the same toolbox. But God has given everyone something to use. God has given everyone something to share, and we're to use it for others. He gives a few examples, whoever speaks, and I'm doing that this morning, uh, as one who speaks the oracles of God. Use it as if you're speaking for God. Like Take it seriously. Whoever serves, if you're washing dishes, if you're cleaning, if you're doing chores, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, and then he summarizes, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So, if I could flip back to my heliocentric model, he's saying, whatever you have, use it, and use it for the glory of God. That means that, that, that you're revolving around God's plan, and you're saying, God, how can I use what you've given me for the benefit of others and your glory. How do I point back to you? That's what um, the scripture tells us. So we have the voice of God hearing it. He'll direct us. Our gifting. Some of us have gift envy. All right. Because we look at our gifting and we look at somebody else's and we're like, man, I like their gift better. They have better tools in their toolbox. But in reality, we all have something different. We all have something different that we can share and use for the benefit uh, of others. Sometimes, you know, people might sit in church and they see someone up on the stage singing like an angel, worshiping Jesus, and just like, wow, I wish I had that gift of singing. And you're sitting in that seat, but maybe you have a gift of business and leadership and administration, right? And you're like, I wish I could be on the stage singing and leading people like that. And they're driving home in their rusty Corolla going, I wish I could make money like that person sitting in the pew who has this, this gifting and ability to do something else. So we all have something, and it's easy to be envious, but God has called us each to use what we have. I like to think of it this way. Maybe I'll do a series or a message on this sometime. Like I have this, this toolbox with all these pouches and I put all my tools in it. 
And, and we all have a, a toolbox that God has given us, and we have different tools in them. So, for example, in my toolbox, I might have a hammer and I might have some pliers. And maybe in someone else's toolbox, there's a pair of tweezers and some gauze. And I'm telling you, like, if you've got something in your eye, you, you don't want me coming over with my toolbox, right? You, each of us has something unique to share with one another. And unless we can figure that out, and as we figure out what God has put in our toolbox, and as we learn how to use it for the benefit of others and the glory of God, it will actually lead us into our calling, exactly where God wants us to be. So that's, that's number two. I hope that's helping. Uh, number three, we have what I'm going to call appointment, okay? Um, I'm going to call it appointment because in our lives, we find ourselves in places sometimes that we didn't choose. We might even find ourselves in roles that we didn't think were like the thing that we're supposed to do. Uh, but there's this principle in, that's throughout the scripture of faithfulness, that wherever God has placed you right now, that you're faithful there. And this is a huge, a huge, we'll talk more about it next week. It's a huge component to how God will lead us. It's this faithfulness principle, wherever you are appointed. Yeah, some people might say, I feel called to be a mom, I feel called to be a dad. And that's a wonderful calling. Other people, it just kind of happens. It's like, oops, I'm a dad. Oops, I'm a mom. But you're just as called because you are now in that position. And as a mom, as a dad who has a child, you are now called by God to be a, a wonderful, godly mother or father. You might, you might start a business and you don't feel called to be a boss or a leader. But if you have people working for you, you are. And so no matter where you find yourself, uh, there's this faithfulness principle. Here's how um, Paul says it in Colossians 3, verse 23. He says, whatever you do, Everybody say, whatever. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive your reward, the inheritance as your reward. Sorry, you are serving the Lord Christ. So what Paul is saying, listen, whatever you find yourself doing, I don't care if you're doing dishes, whether you're doing geography homework, whether you're caring for your grandkids, uh, whether you're scrubbing the deck or roofing a house, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. That faithfulness where you are, God will promote you. A great example of this in the scripture is a man by the name of Joseph. And Joseph's brothers sell him into slavery, and he finds himself in Egypt as a slave, but he is faithful in his appointment as a slave. And he serves his master well, with integrity. He works hard. He uses his gifts. And God promotes him, promotes him, promotes him. And more tragedy happens, and he gets pushed down again. And time and time again, this happens. But he continues to be faithful in whatever appointment he is. He becomes the headmaster of the jail he's imprisoned in, faithful in his appointment, and God continues to promote him, and he ends up exactly where God wants him to be. And if this is true for you. If you will learn to listen to the voice of God, if you will discover and develop your gifts, and if you will uh, be faithful in wherever God puts you right now, these three things will begin to, to, to push you in the direction that God has called you. The last thing I won't talk a lot about today is, is what I call affirmation. Okay, and uh, this is this is, takes a little bit of humility. Affirmation. There it is. Uh, this one takes a bit of humility because when we're talking about affirmation, what we're talking about is other people, trusted voices in your life, looking at you, seeing what's in your toolbox, seeing how God has gifted you, maybe even hearing the voice of God on your behalf, appointing you to a position. So this is other people looking at you, going, "Hey." I believe God might be calling you to this. Or, hey, I see this in you. Would, you. would you take a step forward in that area? And throughout the scripture, we see this. So this is definitely one of the primary ways that God will lead us into our calling 
In Acts chapter 6, verse 3, we see it happening. The background of this, uh, the apostles are overwhelmed with work, and they decide to put in place a group of people called deacons to do a lot of the work of the ministry. And here's what they says. Therefore, brothers, this is their decision, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, men who can hear the voice of God, who are gifted, who, are, who, are, who we can appoint to this task, okay? And he said, full of spirit and wisdom whom we can appoint to this duty. So these are seven men that others have looked at and said, God has called you to this. We see it in you. We see it in your character. We see it in your ability to hear God. And we're going to place you in a role. And for many of us, it won't be like God says, do this, and we just run off and do it. For many of us, others will come around us. Parents, leaders, small group members, family, and say, I see this. And they will help to steer you towards the call of God on your life. So I don't know if any of this is helping, but I wanted to just outline this for you today as a way of introducing it. Again, next Sunday, my plan is to say, how do we hear the voice of God? How do we discover our gifting? How do we uh, be faithful where we are? And how do we have the right voices in our life to give us that affirmation? Maybe what I'll do as I kind of begin to wrap things up is I want to share with you um, what I call like a Venn diagram. Some of you have seen something like this before, where you have these different spheres and, you know, if we were talking about the will of God and, and the call of God, the specific thing God wants you to do, maybe that would be the intersection of these, these four circles. We could think of it that way, at least. And, and here's what I believe. I believe that as you and I seek to know what God has called us to do, the specific thing, that we're gonna actually going to have to work at these four areas. So what the first one was, the voice of God, right? So we, we're listening to the voice of God. That's one component to discovering the call of God on our lives. Of course, another one is, we talked about gifting, right? So we've got our gifting. And then uh, we've got uh, appointment. I'll put that up here. Appointment, or you could say faithfulness. And the last one was affirmation, affirmation of others. I'll just put af, affirm, okay? So we've got these four areas that we've been talking about. And my experience has been this, that God will actually use all of these together to help us to find our way in this life, to find our place in our relationships, in our church, in our workplace, our careers, all of it. And sometimes we just want this. You say, I, I, I want God to show me what I'm called to do. And what I want him to do is speak to me and just tell me what to do. But it often doesn't work like that. So in my own life, what happened was many, like over 20 years ago, I felt the call of God to lead and to minister as a pastor of some sort. And I felt like God spoke to me about it. And so what did I do? I, I looked around. I looked at the opportunities. The opportunities were right there. I really felt that God was leading me to do that. But I did not have the gifting. I did not have the affirmation. And I did not have an appointment or a place to do it. And so what I do, I begin to work on all those areas, just like you would have to do. And so one of these quadrants isn't enough. You need all of them. You, you need all of them working together. And so, for example, you might sense God is leading you to do something, to be a missionary, to be a mom, to, to go into a certain area of business, or to change your career. And that's wonderful. You need to put that on the shelf. Keep studying, listening to God. But you need to then look at the other areas. Do you have affirmation of trusted voices? So I didn't, I didn't start a church until my pastor, whom I served under for 10 years, said, yes, I believe this is from God. And when that affirmation came, it began to lead me in a new direction. The gifting part. You may say, well, I'm called to do something other than what I'm doing right now. Here's a question. What are you doing to develop your gifts and talents and abilities in that direction? 
Because as you do all of these, how about appointment? Are you faithful where you are? Some people may have a clear call of God to do something else, but they haven't learned to be faithful where they are. And God will not lead you to the next step. You'll be like the, will, the children of Israel in the wilderness, 40 years, circling, circling, circling until they learn the lesson. So we need to learn faithfulness. We need to have the affirmation of others. We need to have trusted voices that say, yes, this is from God. We need to develop our gifts and talents, and we need to continue to listen as God leads us day by day. So next week, we're going to dive more into this. How do we work on these areas? Um, for this week, what I want you to do is to consider these, these four areas. If you're trying to discover where God is leading you to say, where has God placed me right now? Am I being faithful? What would it look like for me to do what I'm currently doing as unto the Lord? What would that look like? And you will start to develop this. And you can say, hey, do I have the right voices in my life? Do I have people that know me and love me that can speak in to encourage and correct me? Because that will, that will lead me in this direction. You can say, what are my gifts and talents? In the uh, description link to this, this message, uh, you're going to find a link to a ministry gift or a spiritual gift survey. You can print off, it's like two sheets, and you can answer all the questions, and it'll actually show you some of the giftings that are just innately wired into you, some of the things that God has put in your toolbox. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you need to do it again. And say, what are my gifts and talents, and how do I use them? In my relationships, in my church, in my community. And as you develop your gifts, it's going to lead you towards the center. And of course, last but certainly not least, is the voice of God. Being asked the question, am I opening the Bible? Am I taking time to listen to God's voice? Am I hearing him? And if he's speaking, am I willing to obey? Am I listening? Uh, so we're going to continue to dive into all these things. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you can chew on this. And next week, we're going to kind of build off of what we've done today. So with that, I'm going to close in prayer. And we have a wonderful song that um, uh, Karis Nabine is going to lead. And I really want you to just listen to these words. It really encapsulates this heart of saying, God, whatever you want for me, I'm available and I'm willing to follow, and I'm willing to listen and move in your direction. So let's pray together, and uh, we'll close out our service. Thanks for, for being with us today. Father in heaven, thank you that you have sent your Son, that you've given us your Word, that you've given us the Spirit, your Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us through this life. Thank you for every person listening, that they each have a gift, maybe some many gifts, and abilities, talents, and resources to use for the benefit of others and for your glory. And I pray, Father, that as we continue to think about this idea of calling, as we continue to think about where you're leading each of us individually, God, that we may do it in that heliocentric way, you at the center, for your glory, for others. And as we pursue your call, that it would be done in such a way that you would get all the glory and that we would find our rightful place in your plan and in your kingdom. That's my prayer, Lord. If there's anyone listening today, maybe tuning in for the first time, who's never committed their life to follow you, who's never made you the sun and center of their galaxy, I pray that they would do so today, that they would call out to you in prayer and say, Lord, be the center of my life today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Narrow as the road may seem, I'll follow away your spirit.
Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.